News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, late last night, I caught up with Sean Spicer. You'll remember him. He's the former press secretary and acting communications director uh, for uh, Donald uh, Trump when he was uh, president. Um, I spoke to him just immediately before he was due to, Donald Trump was due to address his supporters uh, in Florida. I began by asking him his reaction to the arraignment of Donald Trump in New York. Well, I think, I mean, look, if you understand the rule of, of law in the United States, this is nothing short of crazy. It's a miscarriage of justice. There is a statute of limitations in the United States for a misdemeanor offense of two years. And even as a felony, it's five years. This instance, this event occurred in 2016. So it, it's this, this event, this occurrence would normally be a misdemeanor. That would be a two years. That would mean it, it expired in 2018. Even if it's elevated as a felony, uh, you would, you would have been expired in 2021. So in any case, in any scenario, this is a ridiculous miscarriage of justice. And the idea that this district attorney is is downgrading 52% of the felonies in New York City in the current day uh, from felonies to misdemeanor of violent crimes and yet is resurrecting uh, an event that occurred in 2016, it just, it, it reeks of political witch hunts. Uh, if that's the case, that they've gone beyond the statute of limitations, surely, I mean, surely that'll be thrown out by the judge. I mean, even accepting your point that it may be politically charged, uh, and I'm not going to argue with you over US law, you know more about it than I do, but surely it's, it's cut and dry uh, as that, and the judge will immediately throw the case out. That, that, that's the, the hope, yeah. But again, it's not my interpretation. It's not, you know, I'm not arguing that here's how I read the law, or this is my understanding. The statute of limitations is very clear in New York. In New York State, it's two years for a misdemeanor and five years for a felony. So there's that's not open to interpretation. Okay, you you've put a strong legal argument. Is it a strong moral or political argument that's beyond the statute of limitations? It doesn't look good. These charges, the whole situation, is somewhat grubby. Would you not accept? It. it I, I guess the point is, is that that that's that. Unfortunately, neither does Hunter Biden. I mean, the Hunter Biden's had a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't look good. That's not the. That's not the. 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 What the. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on how you, who you are in the scenario. Uh, we are a country of laws, and you don't get to go back in history and and say, well, we passed on something. The if the situation was as cut and dry uh, as some people are making it out, then why did Cyrus Vance, the district attorney, the longtime Democratic district attorney in New York City, pass on this? because he clearly didn't think there was a case. It, you don't get to charge somebody because it didn't look good. Okay, it's, it's on the politics of this, how do you think it'll play out? I, I heard what I think was one neutral analyst commenting on this, saying it would boost Donald Trump in the short term getting the Republican nomination, but in the longer term, it wouldn't help him in a general election. It wouldn't help him become president. Well, look, I, I think that any these same people who were such geniuses in 2016 had no idea, uh, you know. I, I wouldn't trust many of the political pundits in the United States who have who have called it wrong, cycle after cycle. But the reality is, is that if you've looked uh, in the polls in the last couple of months, uh, Trump's, you know, not only has he grown stronger in the Republican nomination, but in head-to-head matchups against Joe Biden, he continues to best him. So I, I would concede one point that I think that um, it is very early 
both in terms of the primary and in the general election. So to, to prejudge how this goes um, at, at this stage is, is very early. I would concede that by all accounts because there's no question about that. But but I, I think to to both in terms of how the political environment will be uh, as we head into the 2024 election, but also how this case goes. I think Donald Trump, how he how he handles himself will have a lot to do with this. I, I just got off doing my show and I said how he how he conducts himself tonight when he talks uh, at Mar-a-Lago. He has an opportunity to speak to the American people, probably like no other time prior to the Republican convention in August. And how he uses that opportunity will tell a lot. Does he does he you know talk about grievances or does he use it as an opportunity to talk about a vision for America and, and talk about his, you know, the, the, what he wants to accomplish. He has an opportunity tonight and I hope he uses it well. He helps himself the most and he also can hurt himself the most. And I think that'll be evident not just tonight, but in the, in the coming months. Yeah, it's interesting. It was a question I was going to ask you. I heard what I think was a Republican analyst say Donald Trump's biggest problem is Donald Trump, that anything he says in the coming weeks and months could be used against him, not just in New York, but in relation to those other legal cases he's going to have to face. He seemed a more humbled figure in court. Do you expect him to be more careful, more measured? Well, first of all, I I would. he didn't say anything except for not guilty. So I think everybody reading into his mood today is a little ridiculous. The idea, I mean, you don't say anything, you sit there. Uh, the judge asks you to make a plea and you answer and that's it. So, I mean, I'm not sure what people expected him to do, jump up and down and say, hey, I'm here. I, I Look, Trump is the same Trump that he's been for the last 10 years. I don't expect anything different. And I think anybody who thinks that uh, somehow this one event is going to change him is nuts. Does he have to worry about the judge? It's interesting the judge didn't impose any specific gagging order. Can, can that change? First of all, it, it, it can't change. It, the, the judge didn't order it. Uh, the next time that he would have a, a motion will likely at this point be December 4th, if there is anything. Uh, it would be very hard to order a gag order for, for legal reasons because, again, a gag order seeks – for the per- the purpose of a gag order, it, it, it seeks to do a lot of things. But you, it, it, it doesn't fit the, the nature of this case. Number one, number two, he has a First Amendment right and he's seeking the presidency. So it it, it – it, it, it just literally doesn't fit this case. Uh, so I, I don't see that happening, number one. And number two is that I, I think anyone who understands and knows Trump knows that there's very little that you can do to, to stop him from talking. If you spoke to people a few weeks ago, including Republican analysts who were Trump voters, they felt he was a busted flush. They felt he could not win the U.S. presidency. First of all, I, 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 that's just simply not true. Well, I, look, I have spoken to people who are Trump supporters who worked for Trump, who said they thought he couldn't win the next presidential election. But, but I mean, again, I'm sure you can look, we're a country of 200 or 300 million people. I'm sure you can find somebody. But it's objectively, if you look at the polls that have come out, that's just simply not true. The trajectory is actually the opposite of what you just said. So if you look at both both the primary and the general election, it's it has moved in Trump's direction in the last several uh, in the last several weeks. He has grown his lead in the Republican primary and his head to head 
uh, against Biden has actually swung in his favor. So anybody who's telling that may not like Trump, and that's obviously their prerogative. We're a free country. They can do that. But to suggest that he can't win is just, it, it's somebody who doesn't like him. Some of them didn't have a dislike for him, but look, I'll, I'll, I'll accept your point. Do you think he, he will win? I suppose that's the question I was coming to. Considering the current environment and Joe Biden's record, absolutely. I think he is by all, by all accounts currently favored. But again, I would just argue that it is, look, I've been doing this for 30 years to, to look at a political race this far out and try to guess what's going to happen is like guessing the weather. Um, so, so does, does based on the economy and foreign policy, I mean, Joe Biden himself the other day in, a, in an interview said, when you turn on the television in America, it's hard to find anything that's going well. You think about our foreign policy, our economy, stuff's going on at the foreign, at the, at our southern border. There's nothing that's going well in America right now. And I think that people are obviously hold the, the incumbent party and the incumbent president responsible when that happens. So I, I, I think that that benefits Trump. But again, we're way far out from an election uh, to, to, to decide, you know, who, who, who um, you know, ha- whether he can. Can he win? Absolutely. So, so that's that's where we stand. Okay, and that was Sean Spicer, a fairly irrepressible Sean Spicer, former press secretary for President Trump, uh, acting communications director as well, uh, joining us um, late last night. I I caught up with him. Uh, By the way, I do have to correct one thing. Um, Donald Trump is not favourite with the bookies uh, to win the next presidential election. Uh, Joe Biden uh, is. um, There's not a huge amount of difference in the odds, but uh, Joe Biden is the uh, president. Just a a small fact check there. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.